Hi, Danielle. Hi, Case. How are you? I'm good. How are you? You uh, can I say something? Do you have like a Vaseline lens going today? What's going on? It's dirty. Oh, <laughs> I thought you had a new filter. I was like, what are you working with? I'm really loving this. It looks like I'm like in a fuzzy 1970s like vibe. Yeah. Yeah, it's like, you know how like on like soap sometimes like you'll see like one actress that has like a total Vaseline lens and you're like, why does her lens look so different than everybody else's? That's, That's what you had going on. That's my dream as an actor. That people are like, ooh. Can you request that in your, can, is, you're, a, you're an actress of stature. Um, can you request like filters and stuff? Like, is that something that some actors can do? Well, you know, yes, first of all, like big actresses, they'll get, filtered up to the hilt. But what I've come to realize, Danielle, is it's actually not... So I used to think the buck stopped with the makeup. Like, you have to have amazing makeup. Then I realized, no, 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 the buck stops with the cinematographer, you know, with all the lighting. And then I realized, nah, it's the the final mix because they can edit so much stuff, like, in the post world. So I'm not allowed in those rooms, Danielle. But can we can we get it in our contracts? Can we have but final? I know some mi- high level actresses who at the rap parties will bring gifts to whomever is does the post. Wow, this is a hot tip, guys. Hot tip. This is next level thinking. I also heard from a very big actress that when you get a stand in, you should ask for someone much older than you so they're lighting for them and not for you. Casey, these are the tips. These are the tips that nobody the needs. The one time I had a stand in, it was a small man. And I'm just going to put that out there. Okay, well. well. Very small man. Lithe. A lithe man. <laughs> thin huh? man. And I was like, You're okay. very thin. That feels yeah. right. It was just, it was like, okay, this is where we are. You yep. know, speaking of, speaking of stand-ins, Danielle, I have to have a laugh. So I posted yesterday because I wanted to post all of your Halloween photos. And you know, in the carousel, you can only do so many. Yes. Yes. And I didn't dare use one of my spots for myself and my costume. But you know, I did have the pics. And does it, <laughs> if a tree falls, you know? Right, right, right. So right, right. I decided to post my costume from our Halloween show, which was me yeah. as Kathy Hilton, kind of showing off Kathy's love of Michael Jackson. So I had the thriller jacket and, a, you know, the silver glove. And then I was holding, of course, the, the tequila. And then, of course, slippers and my robe. I innocently put these photos up. Now, Kathleen Carradine, my longtime makeup artist, has contoured me to the hilt, okay? My nose mm-hmm. is being contoured in a way that is quite shocking. So it definitely, like, contour can reshape a face. Uh, that's what I've seen. I mean, the Truth. Kardashians are a great example, you know? Yes. But in my comments, Danielle, I, I I kid you not, this is the list of people that people wrote that I looked like, that they thought I was. <laughs> Let me hear it. June Diane Rayfield. Heidi Klum, Michelle Pfeiffer, Trishelle from Selling Sunset, Candace Cameron Burr, Southern Charms, a Madison LaCroix, January Jones, Dorit, and finally, Meredith Baxter Burney. What? This is a wild, a list. wild list. <laughs> All I, over the place. I got the sense people were trying to intimate through those guesses that I had doctored something. Now, I don't, <laughs> again, have a post person that's in my pocket. These were under. You know, I don't add a doctor or photo if I want. I know you don't. You don't have the skills. I don't have the set, the skill set. Danielle, before we get any further, if you'll permit me, you and I are doing um, a second annual something very special. We sure are. Holidays are coming up. It's almost Thanksgiving. And this is in the LA area, but we're trying to make an impact where we live. And I think we should care about children everywhere. 
Uh, last year, we asked you guys to make a donation, be it $1, $5, $10, to the most incredible organization, Baby to Baby. And they provide diapers, toiletries, clothing, and Christmas presents for children on Christmas morning. These are the most disadvantaged children in our cities, Danielle, whose parents are barely able to buy food, much less a specific Christmas present that a child asks for. And what I love about Baby to Baby is that kids make their list. So when you decide to sponsor a child and you go to Target, let's say, you know exactly what they want. How special is it for someone whose family's barely making ends meet at all for you to wake up on Christmas morning and get the exact gift that you asked for, plus a winter coat? So we did a drive. You incredible people. We raised $30,000 just from Bitch Sesh last year, Danielle. It was incredible. And some of you also did something very special with Casey, which I couldn't attend, but I got the photos and the breakdown. Tell them about that, Casey. Well, uh, for those of you that perhaps, you know, money is so tight right now, if you couldn't give, I invited 10 to 15. I think it was 15 of us went to Target together. We had all the gift cards. It was like a shopper sweepstakes, Danielle. We had all the pictures of the kids and all the lists, and we ran around. We ran amok in Target. We got our Starbucks. Then... We went over to the baby, baby, baby to baby headquarters. We had a wrapping party. First, we had sandwiches. Then we blasted Christmas music. We wrapped, you know, for an hour or so and talked housewives. And it was a dream. And then there was a special guest that showed up. And that was Mercedes from Shaw of Sunset. I mean, Shaw's Mercedes was just there. And, you know, she had a mask on. I didn't know it was her. First of all, uh, we are partnering with our dearest friends, Jessica St. Clair, June Day and Rachel of the Deep Dive, their podcast, to raise money. So we're trying to double our efforts this year. And you can go to our Instagram, Danielle. And then on December 11th, that's a Sunday, Danielle and I will be at The Target. If you would like to come and shop with us, it's from 10 a.m. to 2 p.m. It's so much fun. Uh, If you could plan on staying the entire four hours and only signing up if you can, that would be wonderful. Please email us at bootsonthegroundbs at gmail.com. Bootsonthegroundbs at gmail.com. The first 15 people that reach out, we will get in contact with you and we'd love to see you there. And please just, if you could even give a dollar, five dollars, our community is so special and you guys have such big hearts. Um, So consider donating a link in our bio and in this episode notes. Thank you guys so much. You guys have always been so wonderful and so generous and taking care of those people that need it the most. And we, I know we've come to you before, but you guys, you know, we always say we are garbage people, but you guys are garbage people with the biggest hearts. And we always appreciate it in this time of year more than ever. So thank you so much in advance for all, everything you've done in the past and for everything we know you'll do this year for these kids. And Danielle, I forgot to say the best part. What? We're matching up to $5,000. We sure are. So let's get going, guys. Danielle and I will be matching up to $5,000 of donations, and we can't wait. Thank you guys so much. Well, Danielle, we got quite a show. Is there anything else on your mind that you want to say? No, I think we should leave it on that nice nice note, and then uh, let's bring out our guests. Let's take a break and bring out our guests. Our next guest we found on the interwebs. Mm, Just like a real millennial. They're young. They're gorgeous. And they made me laugh so hard when I was scrolling through Instagram. So I started following their Instagram. And they also have a podcast. And it made me howl with laughter. They're on the pulse, first of all, Daniel. Mm -hmm. If things are coming up, they're posting with such a great angle to it. 
And I'm sure many of you, many of you follow them. Um, heretofore, they have been known as Bravo Wild Black, but they're rebrand alert. They're now Bravo We're Black under the same Instagram handle. So if you're already following them, you're following. And they're two delightful people. They're right down in the garbage with the rest of us in following this Bravo world. Let's bring out the funniest, the coolest, the youngest. Um, please welcome Kaya Wilson and Aaron Bolden. Hey, y'all. Listen, thank you. That was a hell of an introduction. Right? We're like in the big leagues now. I mean... You? You're mainly <laughs> just we with the big. oldest Bravo podcast that's... You know, I won't tell a lie. I think we were the first, but... Uh, you know, <laughs> we're pretty old. The oldest we, one. We were... You guys were born when we first put out our episodes. <laughs> so I think that's what you're referring to. No, my friends are going to be so hype about this. Like, because Casey, obviously, you're you're like a Hollywood actress, actress. And Danielle, you are a writer. So you are... Yes, of Beverly Hills Chihuahua too. Let's not forget. Oh, listen. Oh, what? Icon legend. Hold on. Coming for the EGOT. Um, <laughs> so, it's just such an honor to, to, to be here and like we really appreciate it because not gonna lie we definitely need this visibility (laughs) we do indeed we do how did you guys like start doing this well so you know during the pandemic we didn't really have anything to do but we would send each other tons of voice notes about the bravo shows Kay was just like one day she was like why don't we just start a podcast and just tell other people about it and we recorded an episode that'll never see the light of day As have we. Yeah. We, originally, we just wanted it to be funny Bravo stuff. And then um, George Floyd got murdered. So we were like, okay, we can't just have a Bravo page or podcast. We have to kind of speak up on these things. You know, we, we don't have any experience of being activists or, um, but we were like, okay, we have to, you know, if we have a voice, we have to use it. Once we found out that, like, they let anyone have a podcast, we were like, oh. (laughs) Yeah, there's no barrier for entry on the podcast level. (laughs) No, which has been so great because on everything else I've done, they've said no. They can't say no. There's no (laughs) they. Yeah, I'm they. (laughs) Exactly. Um, I'm curious just how you guys came to Bravo and what it kind of means to you, you know, because obviously if you're starting this, you, you are serious fans, you know, as we are. So we're among our contemporaries here. How did that, how did Bravo come to you and what did it come to mean to you? You know, obviously we started when we were like too young, we were watching Flavor of Love. Like, why are all these women flocking to this man? So I think it was like a natural progression. And Aaron was very into MTV. Like he liked The Hills and Laguna Beach and things like that. Teen Mom. (laughs) That was awesome. Yes. Absolutely. Teen Mom, Teen Mom 2, Teen Mom 3, Teen Mom Young and Pregnant. Um, yes, I'm 16 and pregnant is where I started. That was my that was my entry point. What's the difference between teen mom and young and pregnant? Just the difference. I think, no, 16 and pregnant is before you're following the pregnancy. Teen mom is the baby's yeah. out. <laughs> Teen, the young and pregnant was like, I believe, the fourth franchise that they um, built. I always found teen mom to be a hair too depressing for me. And this is someone who watches intervention. Like, I... <laughs> I mean, it did have a lot of good moments, though, because... I remember Team Mom 2, we witnessed Janelle. Yes. Oh. Literally breaking her probation to go to a Kesha concert. And I will never forget that. I will never forget that. You'll never be the same after that. I remember. <laughs> 
it was like a natural progression because then we got into um, Watch Vanderpump Rules, but then seeing Atlanta, like growing up in general, finding out about Mimi Leaks and things like that, we have never seen women of color like so affluent and also petty. So it's like, it doesn't (laughs) matter how old you are, how rich you are. It's just like, just seeing that on screen, we just naturally gravitated towards it. And I will say um, before, you know, doing the Instagram page, we weren't really into all of the other franchises. It was Atlanta, it was Married to Medicine, which people uh, finally, people are becoming awakened by Mary's Medicine. And I think it was from BravoCon. So I'm so glad about that. Um, and then it was, you know, Potomac, Atlanta, Mary to Medicine, VPR. And then we finally got this page and we're like, okay, well, we need to keep up with everything else now. You're journalists now. People expect things from you now. I'm very proud of you guys. And I'm very happy to have you here. Shall we dive into these glorious cities that we have on currently? Why don't we start with Potomac? Yeah, Potomac is a crown jewel. And I don't know about how you guys feel, but every year to me, Potomac is better and better. I love these women. I find them even when nothing is going on, even when we're dealing with, you know, a trip to Miami and a, you know, a gorgeous Airbnb, but it's not a resort. Let's be honest. Like when we're sharing bathrooms, uh, it's tough. It's not easy for anybody. But I'm like, I love Candace. Like, I'm just so happy to be in their presence on Potomac. How do you guys feel? Okay, so we'll be honest. We'll be honest. Okay, Potomac this season so far, up until this last episode, because we really like this last episode, we've been like, hmm, okay. The storyline is Mia lied about cancer and Chris (laughs) did not look at, did not even look at any of these women. So can we please move on? But now this trip is really what's going to like get into the Potomac that we know and love because even Potomac on its worst day is better than Beverly Hills on its best day. So we're really like getting into Potomac now. And I think that even though um, it's not, this Miami trip isn't really like as glamorous, it's purposefully done because look at what's happening. We're fighting over rooms. Sharice is about to leave, you know? <laughs> like, Patricia is back in, in another city and about to be messy. Like it is setting up such good storylines that are going to carry the season over. No, I was I was going to say I absolutely agree. It's a lot better than Robin's Field Day. I'll tell uh, you that. Robin's Field Day was tough for all everyone involved. Everybody's still the... bouncing back from that Field Day. <laughs> and still hungry because they were served no food. I think uh, Robin is look, we all love Robin. We do. And that's the given. But she's not going to move her ass to like get things together in a way like she's going to do the bare minimum but that's a lot for Robin whether it's sending her hats or you know just having the bare minimum at a field day a bounce house anything it's just not going to be much you know I will say I totally agree with you about we don't want them to have this great house it's 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 a push-pull with me because part of me is like well for wish fulfillment I want to see these houses that I can't afford and the luxury But then, of course, what's happening with the room distribution is key and it's important. And seeing them on the bayou or wherever they're because they're not on the beach. No, guys, to to go to Miami and just to be 
again, we are South Florida. You know, we know of which we speak to be on an an intracoastal. You can't really get in those waters. There's boats passing. It's like jumping in the middle of the street almost. You know what I mean? Like you can't just swim around in the intracoastal. I will say it was a choice for them to drag me up. Um, And it is is happening. Can I say, I don't know. Okay, I think we should all take a vote here. Like, yeah. At please. first, I don't know if I hated Mia or loved Mia, but I don't. I feel like this season, and especially after this episode, I love how messy Mia is, and I think that I'm a Mia fan. Like, are you guys Mia fan? I've been a Mia fan since Frame One. Me too. I've loved her, and I feel vindicated. I love her Jessica Rabbit sort of like the way that she moves in the world, where everything is sense. I love just like how she calls her and, and I it grosses me out but I love it about her that she calls him Daddy G and you know what I mean like that sort of little girl kind of thing she's got going but she's also a businesswoman and she's like running a bunch of like chiropractic studios <laughs> like it's all so fun she doesn't know how old no. she is there's a lot of fun to be had so <laughs> and do you love me up? I do like since the first scene and even with this season with the frog having a watertight asshole, yes. when she said that, I was like, who says stuff like this? Like, like, I don't know what it means, but I love it. We don't need to know. You know, it's like we get it. <laughs> it's a it's a vibe. It's not a sentiment we can parse out. But to me, the star, the star of the show is Miss Candace Dillard Bassett. Agreed. You guys. Oh, I'm seeing faces. No. <laughs> Go ahead. What? We are enjoying Candace. One thing that me and Kate can agree on, we side with Candace this season and we're enjoying her a lot more than last season. I believe the star of the show is the Grand Dame, in my opinion. But I will say maybe she took a backseat this season. She has. She's tired, guys. Let's give her a beat. (laughs) She's got to throw that chicken out. How is she allergic to chicken? She is not. Some doctor... I swear to God, some doctor's always telling us that we're allergic to something. And some doctor got in her head and told her she was allergic to chicken. And uh, I mean, like, and I love Karen. She is the grand dame. I love, our friend Akila pointed out that she won't say she's 59. She'll only say 5'9", which I think is a wonderful quality. Like, you know what I mean? Like, just such a specific that I love that she, like, refuses to, like, sort of acknowledge her age. But... I feel this is a housewives trope that I just can't get around, which is how much everybody loves their birthday. Like, Karen wasn't even going to be able to travel because it's her birthday. You know what I mean? Yeah. And then at the airport, she just goes, you know it's my birthday week, right? (laughs) (laughs) I actually feel that way. Um, I feel like it was the day that I was born. I think that everyone should acknowledge that. Um, Aaron knows. Aaron will tell you, like... Kaya is a birthday diva. I mean, happy birthday, you know? I'll say it now. <laughs> <laughs> it's next month, but thank you. I think that everyone should be thinking about... Uh, it seems like you want me to say it now. Okay. Thank you. Yeah, no, like, thank you. I'm a girl who, like, I want you to come and sing at me in the middle of a Chili's happy birthday. Like, <laughs> okay. I absolutely love that. And before I canceled... Stassi, and she's staying canceled for me. Um, me too. I was definitely, it's my fucking birthday, you like kind of girl. So, so you've got a Ramona Singer energy around birthdays. Oh, <laughs> Ramona's obsessed with her birthday. <laughs> <Take that back. laughs> Look, I, 
I mean, I can't make it up. You know, that's a commonality you share. My God. That is so funny. I don't make the rules. Yeah, if you look at her Instagram today, even, she's been celebrating her birthday this entire month. Her birthday is the month of November. And she is like, guys, (laughs) I'm on my birthday trip. I'm going to San Tropez. It's my birthday. Like, all month. Danielle, I think we've offended a guest. You know, I'm not trying to say you are Ramona, but... You guys and Donald Trump are from Florida. I mean, these are just facts. We have commonalities where we don't want to have them. Yeah, I definitely don't want to have that. I, I hate the Mona Singer. Yes, as do we. Sorry, guys, we have to discuss the Ramona of it all not coming back to New York. I love that. I, I'm thrilled with this news. Me too. Yeah. yeah. It was the best news. Bananas. Is that better? She's banana. And she's a bad person. Yes. A horrible person. And seemingly anti-Semitic and racist. So, yes, you know, sure. there's that as well. Exactly. You know, all of these, th- all of these things. Did you see that Andy Cohen talked about because when it was announced that, well, okay, first of all, she got fired and then she said that she's not coming back. Of course. Did you see that Andy Cohen was like, um, the first thing that everyone said when we were announcing Roni Legacy is no Ramona. And now that she's officially said that she's not coming back, everyone is like, but what about Ramona? And I'm like, that is so funny, but it wasn't us. Like, it was not me, nor was it Aaron or anyone who follows us that wanted her on Legacy. So it was a day of celebration. I know. It's like, that's what we need to be celebrating in November, not her birthday, the fact that she's not joining us again. Oh my God, yes. We don't Uh, need her. I mean, and you know what? Like, I did feel... Remember when Luann was relegated to friend for a while? I felt that loss. Like, Luann gives me something. She's not a perfect person, but there's something about her. (laughs) Maybe it's her... I don't, you know, like, uh, you know, like, who gives a fuck kind of, like, attitude or something, but... But Ramona, I'm done. I'm just done. Do you any done? I don't... She gives me nothing. I do think with Housewives, we all have to have a little bit of a different standard in terms of human, you know? Like, yeah. I think oh, we, yeah. we our standards are within this group across all franchises. And so if anyone's, like, slightly kind, we're like, what a great person. <laughs> 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 we just love them. And then when they're bad, it's like, oh, they're really bad. If that's, you know, within this group, we're labeling them bad. Okay, apologies. Back back to Potomac. Sorry, we just had to, had to get into that. I am agreeing about Candace that I felt her behavior the last two ep- two seasons. It was a little too toxic for me sometimes. Like the things she was saying just felt too uncomfortable. I, I was just like, no, you can't. Like, po- these are not things you can yell about a human. Like, but then this season, I'm enjoying her. <laughs> She's yeah. really fun. And do you remember this week when her and Giselle are outside um, and Giselle's like, um, did you see the view? And and Candace is like, yeah, anyway, like she just like, it really, she's like, lovely, great. Anyway, like, I like how she just gets right to it. I, She's so funny. And her and Ashley's relationship, the ups and downs, I've never seen such 180s, con- like just swinging back to forth. In another world, they could be friends. And I, they just can't get it together. Yeah, do you guys think they're like two sides of the same coin? I think that they're more alike than Candace wants them to be. Um, I think we all forget that Ashley brought Candace on the show. What? You know, that was brought up, I think, two episodes ago, and I gasped. I forgot. I right. forgot yeah. that. It's oh so my crazy. God. 
<laughs> they're both from the same, uh, you know, the, the beauty pageant world. They both yes. struggle with kind of difficult mother issues. Right. Exactly. And they said that, Ashley said that they became cool again at the Telfer um, photo shoot. And that's where everything, they basically went in with a clean slate. But then with this whole Chris thing, and, you know, Ashley, who carries every season, personally, she's my VIP um, every season, kind of. Like, she wow. hasn't missed. Okay. okay, last season, you know, she she's had a second baby, but I was just like, she's been carrying every single season, you know? Um, but, yeah, so I think that they're more like than Candace wants to admit. When they are good, they're good. But when they're bad, it's literally terrible. I don't think that they're like a Giselle and Karen, yeah. Frenemies more. It's light. Yeah, they can really have a laugh together. Even when they're so mad at each other, they sit down and they will have a laugh. <laughs> you know, I was thinking about it and not to bring up Salt Lake, but just this happened with Heather and Lisa. And I almost think it's sort of the only place I feel like Candace and Ashley can live at this point, which is Heather and Lisa are fighting. Lisa's like, do you like me? And Heather's like, <laughs> ah, and just kind of quiet. And then there's nothing to be said. And then Heather just goes, I'd like, let's start with a blank slate. So I think <laughs> what you're saying, it's like there's points now where the fights are too, that we just must start with a blank slate. It's like, we're we getting nowhere with this ever. Right. Yeah. But I feel like they've started a lot of blank slates. What do you think? Uh, yeah, we've had a few. We've had a few, but you know what? I will go with each blank slate. Like, I never think that they're just over forever. You know what I mean? With some people, you're like, they're done. They can't, they can't come back from this. Those two, have, I mean, what, what? All of us would never be able to come back from someone saying, you know, not today ankles. Though she did say it about Giselle, but I still think she could come back to Giselle. Like the thing she said about Ashley's forehead, like I couldn't come back from that. Like who can come back from that? But those two, <laughs> they can come back. Like they'll be fine. I think they have the same sense of humor. It does suck though, because I enjoyed seeing their friendship so much. Like Ashley going over to Candace's house and her like, uh, pulling out the d'oeuvres and that, them actually having a laugh together. I enjoyed that. And I was actually surprised to see it go so left. So quick, too, by the end of the episode. <laughs> I expected them to do that some somewhere, like, later on down the line, maybe two seasons from now. But um, I hope they can get through it. We got one lunch. Yeah, not, they, they literally, one lunch, and then... 24 hours later, they're at a winery in somewhere in the mid, in the <laughs> Mideastern states because they go to many states in that state. Potomac, we're always in like Virginia, Maryland, like we're everywhere. Yeah. Now, I have, where are you guys at with Wendy? How are we feeling about Wendy, about how she was treated this week, about, you know, like wh where are we with Wendy? I really like Wendy. I understand that people think that Wendy just wants to kind of make a moment and try to make uh, a viral moment and not own up to uh, what she did. But I don't really think that she's done anything so um, unforgivable that Giselle and Robin are just like coming at her throat. They're bullies. They're bullies. Whenever one of them gets kind of someone in their claws or in their jaw, they both gang up and they bully. Here's, I, I do think Wendy's done something unforgivable, if I may. <laughs> That and that's see. the fact that she hasn't done anything unforgivable. Do something! <laughs> I'm just like, to me, she's a kind of, I don't, you know, for housewives, she's like a, you know, smart, cool mom. Just like, you know, I, a part of me is just like, I don't know. I, I want to, I want more going on. 
Wendy reminds, I have certain qualities that Wendy has. And so I get her where some people do not. The qualities that I have are are not her good qualities, um, but the qualities of like sort of being a know-it-all. Like when someone mispronounces something or someone is like, like she's a smart woman and she, and she wants people to know that. And I think people get very angry and very like put on their heels when someone, yeah, defensive when someone, when she corrects them. So it doesn't endear them. I think our country also does this where it's like, we don't like people to be (laughs) too smart. You know what I mean? (laughs) Or tell us we're wrong. Yeah. We're like, there's a real wave in this country of like, (laughs) no, don't be too smart. Who do you think? You know, I know you, you're not better than me. You know what I mean? Like there's that sort of vibe. But I think she has a condescending air to her. I do. She does. No, I, I get both sides of it because thinking about it she's kind of a smart ass because you know she is dr wendy and um when she first did that it was like okay like yes dr wendy but then at the same time the the, the next season you were on you got your titties and ass done and you're just like <laughs> showing off your body and then you're in these new business ventures where you were just like this esteemed professor so it's like pick a side pick a side you know I'm actually feeling pretty scared about next weekend, next week. When I saw the coming up and Peter, you know, because Wendy tells her husband, I'm not pursuing that business with Peter right now. And my hair's falling out. And then Peter says, I have problems with Wendy. I felt scared. Do you think she didn't tell him? Do you think she had promised she would invest? I do. I think maybe she said something because when they met up for that little business meeting, it looked kind of serious. It looks like they were really trying to work on something. And then she went uh, to her husband to ask him for his opinion. Um, But I thought she was going to for sure do something. Now, I do understand why she wouldn't, though, because when he's going through a lot, you know, we see the hair loss. That can definitely take away from your confidence and just like, your mood and and drive to do something. So I could I could see why she would want to maybe pump the brakes on it. I just wonder, did she communicate that with Peter? I just think that maybe it's Peter being Patricia and being messy because he has now got this opportunity to be on another franchise and advertise his business. And Wendy possibly going into business with him means that he could be on some more seasons and, you know, uh, more, you know, people would want to go to bar one because you know, not only is it Cynthia's ex-husband's restaurant that has a lot of issues, um, but now, you know, Wendy is like a co-owner of it. So it's like, damn, I done lost my storyline. And he might have an issue more with that than her actually like investing in it, you know? Or maybe, yes, I think that's absolutely right. And maybe coupled with a little bit of sense of like, well, she's not investing. Does that make my restaurant look bad? Two or something. Yeah, exactly. Again, I ask you all the question, why does everyone seem to have Peter on like speed dial? Like, you know what I mean? Like Mia's talking to him. Wendy's talking to him. Uh-huh. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. why is he in the road of everybody? Like, why does, like, whose friend is he? Who's, you know, like, wh- I just think it's interesting that he seems to be on everybody's, you know. Maybe the food is really good at bar one. <laughs> Aaron. I mean, it looks, I'm not going to lie, those shrimp do look good from what I've seen. <laughs> okay, things can look good, Aaron, but I mean, we've yet to have a housewife's venture except for Old Lady Gang. Old Lady Gang is I great. D- Danielle's been. How was it, you guys? I've been to Old Lady Gang and I even brought 
food for our audience members. We had a live show in Atlanta yeah. and I brought food for our audience and they loved it too. It was even cold and, and it traveled it. so oh it traveled well. God. I know. Yeah, we had some people like Chandrika. Um, we got some people from the show on our podcast and like they invited us. So like, I feel like we have you to should go. go. And I, and you word on the to. street is Blaze Steakhouse is very good. You know, when Candy does something, oh, yeah. she does it all the way. Like we know, we trust Candy is gonna, you know, Candy is, is, an amazing businesswoman and she succeeds in, you know, she's basically got an EGOT at this point. Like, But is Todd? <laughs> Todd is doing Todd, whatever. He still has that apartment in Jersey. Who knows? What's I, I'm a Todd lover. I'm a Todd lover, so I'm not trying to hate on Todd. Look at Aaron's face. Everyone I would like to point to Aaron's face. When yeah, Aaron, Casey what's going on with you? A Todd lover. Why? What is your problem with Todd? What do you have on Todd? I do not have a problem with Todd. I just heard that he was the most hated man in that way. What? What? Why? Because that's what Mama Joyce said. Like, he's the most hated. Well, that's just Mama Joyce. Yeah, but Mama Joyce hates him. I'm not going to say I don't believe her, but... I, I, I don't... Mama Joyce, I feel like, is always trying to... Get in the middle of Candy. Candy's happiness. I, yeah. I trust Candy to make the best decisions for herself and her family. And Mama Joyce does sometimes. Like, she's married. They have kids. He has proven to do well by candy like she bought you a beautiful home yeah oh, like i'm here for mama jesus mess and all the aunts honestly like everyone, oh, I, they were like stars oh, of course i'm here for the messiness of, i think now, that's what it is me and kaya look at them as like our family members so it's like it's only so far we'll go when talking about them until we just get mm-hmm. quiet <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, I, I, yeah, I hope I didn't say anything bad about your family. Um, no. Yeah. <laughs> Look, Casey and I, as we've proved time and time again, we'll talk terribly of our family. So they are our family and we love them, but we're not afraid to call them out when we feel like they're being evil monsters and mm-hmm. not that any. Well, the last person I'd love to just get into is your guys' take on Giselle. I actually love Giselle, even though I don't agree with her. I, I, I respect her, like, ability to just stand on it and just let the mess ensue and she doesn't care what social media says like she won't you can tell a lot of i think what wendy is going through is that she is taking the feedback from social media and tried to like take that and change like who she might actually like really be Whereas Giselle is like, I don't care if you think I'm a horrible person. This is how I feel. I don't care if you don't think the storyline is real. You know, this is how I feel. This is what I'm going with. She has the ability to like really stand on it. And even though I am definitely team Candace and team Chris on this particular subject, I respect Giselle as a top tier housewife. Like she is the, she is Potomac. Her and Karen are Potomac. That is true. I I was going to say, I definitely respect her antics, but I do think she went a little bit too hard on Chris with this whole situation. Like, even in the confessionals, I don't like how she goes so far. Like, oh, I will never speak to him again. It's like, what did this man do? Like, you guys haven't even had a conversation yet. Well, it is interesting because she's like, I did not feel comfortable in front of him. And then Candace is like, so what happened when you said, you guys got into the room, you said, can I have a conversation? Or he said, can I have a conversation? And you said, come into my room. And she's like, I did say that. And then you went in there and he said, 
And then you felt uncomfortable, so you asked him to leave. And what did he do? He left. So what is the problem? So what happened? Like, I'm just trying to get, I'm really trying to get to the bottom. So you felt bad. So then he he understood and left. And yes. (laughs) What is it? It's like, it's confusing. It's like, I want to understand her, but sometimes I just don't. Yes. How do we feel about, like, obviously, I think that collectively as a fan base, we don't think that this Chris thing is even worth looking into. But my thing is, now that we have three people saying something. I don't know, because I wonder, like, again, of course, I think when three people are making accusations, you do have to kind of acknowledge it and and look into it. So yes, I do think so. But then Bravo will show us this shady footage of like, they were doing this at the, like he was looking at me at the party and then he's not looking anywhere. And the other girl was like, he was talking me up at the party. And then he's just like talking to somebody else. So I don't know. It's like, do we not have footage of her? Or are we saying like, we do have footage and we don't have anything. When this was happening with Michael Darby, Bravo was showing footage that it was happening. So it almost, it does feel like they're guiding us a little bit to feel it's okay to not believe it as much. Much? Yeah, I kind of feel like it's it's weird because I think that realistically we need to understand that obviously this is a show. It is. <laughs> it feels like my real life. <laughs> no, I'm 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 balls deep into it just like you. But like, <laughs> like the producer manipulation part. I'm like, okay, so if this isn't a thing, then why are the producers allowing it to become a storyline that is now in what the seventh episode? Yeah. Like, you know, like, what is going on? I'm going to find out something later. Why won't they drop it? Like, what's happening? Like, why won't they leave Chris alone? Yeah, because with Michael Darby, even, like, we were seeing the DMs. You know what I mean? Like, we were, like, seeing what people were saying. We were seeing him in Vegas. You know what I mean? We were seeing him in his underpants in that hotel room, too. (laughs) Whereas, like, Chris... That was the wildest photo. I know. And then the D and he's like, I just fell asleep in there. It's like, oh my God, this is crazy. And then also with Chris, like even his DM, the only one that we've actually seen, he's just like, you should come by the place I work. <laughs> it's like, well, okay. Like I've DM'd that to people. You so know, we're, we're not seeing anything. It's funny that you say seventh episode because no, we're actually in, yeah, seventh episode Potomac does go down easy. Like, I remember when I saw that last night, I'm like, I could have sworn it was the third. In a way, like, it just kind of goes. It feels, it has, like, a lightness to it. Uh, Danielle, I think we should take a little break and come back with Salt Lake, unless anybody has anything else on the Potomac of it all. Um, Other than we just love it, so please watch it. We're back. Okay, we're here with Bravo, We're Black. wonderful podcast, wonderful Instagram account, two glorious people who are right in the muck and the mire with us. I'd love to know right off the bat your thoughts on Salt Lake and this in general and or this season. I love it. Yeah. Yeah, we love it. <laughs> like we love it. And we I don't know if you guys understand or know this, not to be condescending, but you are speaking <laughs> to the prince and princess of Sundance. Um so immediately wow, wow, wow. You are speaking to Lisa Barlow Stans. I did not know that. I did not either. I'm, I'm glad remiss. To know it. Thank Before you. we went any further, thank you. Just some, just some backstory. Lisa Barlow invited us to Sundance. Um, we did not know what it was, but we accepted the invitation. So, <laughs> what happened? <laughs> you can see us there. 
It's because of Lisa Barlow. This is huge. You guys need to go. Oh, my God. We just love her. Like, she's yeah. just such a queen. And since the first season, I'm like, I stand her. Yeah, it's just, she just had an energy that it's like, okay, this is the main character. And, um, like, I don't really, I haven't really seen where she's wrong. But, like, when she is wrong, that people say that she's wrong, I'm still going to, like, stand on it, you know? Wow, guys. Wow. Okay. <laughs> Did you see, I always get his name the way he pronounces it wrong, Rafe Fiennes or Fiends on Watch What Happens Live. He performed Lisa Barlow's, I put in quotes, monologue when her mic was off, when she thought I've her mic was that. off. It was, it was amazing. Hilarious. You have to look it up. It did, when I saw an actor of his stature reading the words, I did think, huh, she's really something, isn't she? And also what he did was Andy posted online, I don't know if you saw this because I reposted it, that he had broken down the script, like an actor prepares for the roles. And so he like, br- literally, you see like, kind of like, he wrote like Coriolanus, like where, like in one part, like it, like, it was incredible. Because it did build. Like, it really built. He built, he really did like a dramaturg sort of like thing, you know, like on the script. And you can tell the work he put in because the great roles require that. And she is a great character. And I have to say, you guys are correct, where we all thought, God bless Heather, she had been sort of the star, I'm going to say, the first two seasons. Heather was kind of the one that rose to the surface. What we have seen this season has been a total turnaround where an anti-hero has emerged in the form of kind of a real dark horse in Lisa Barlow. And I just want everyone to go back to Bravo Well Black when season one of Salt Lake City came on. I was telling you guys, and and this is what's happening. It it played out. I was saying that Heather and Whitney have beef with Lisa because they want to be her friend. And now that Whitney is her friend, she's like, I'm sorry, Heather. Fuck you. It's been happening. It's been happening this whole time. So much so that Whitney is like, because I, I kind of, I understand Heather in a sense of like, why are you mad at me that I don't remember Sarah Paulson? I mean, Angie Harrington <laughs> saying, <laughs> saying something at a basketball game. And, and Whitney is just like, you don't understand me. You're not listening to me. And I'm just like, if she, Heather would want to hear that. Because she hates Lisa and she would want to spread that rumor. So if she's not corroborating it, then that means that she genuinely did not hear it. In my opinion, at least. Or it kind of made me laugh when she was like, I either didn't hear it or I chose to forget it. (laughs) No matter which one. Okay. And I was like, oh, we haven't heard that piece yet. Uh, Can I, can I give you another theory? Please. Okay. Heather did hear it, but she worried that she, because she does want to be Lisa Barlow and she does want to be liked by Lisa Barlow, that it, that to even be around the rumor means you are complicit in the rumor. Right. And she thought it might get back to her. That's what I thought. And so she does not want it getting back to her. So she has chosen to say she didn't hear it. I'm just throwing out another theory, guys, putting it out in the air. Aaron, you agree, Aaron? Aha, I do. Because even when Heather goes to the camera and she's like, I hate her. Like, (laughs) you could tell that she still genuinely loves her. Like, 
they have love for each other. And I feel, and I find it so funny that Lisa keeps asking her. She's like, so do you like me? <laughs> it's, it never has a more high school like relationship emerge where we're just watching a continuation of something. You know which relationship makes me laugh? I feel like the least close twosome is whenever Heather and Meredith are together. They're like, hey. It's like, how are you? Oh, <laughs> it's heck, really you awkward. Cute. It's awkward. Like we're on the same side and... That's pretty much it. I think Meredith is just really awkward. Like, the way she slurs her words. And then it's like, I'm like, is she drunk? Or is she just like, is she relaxed? Like, her sister talks the same exact way without yes. the side of her mouth. And I was like, okay, okay. To, so it's not just Meredith. To watch those two women together making a white bean salad. <laughs> I was like, this is what I'm watching? <laughs> what I mean, I think what we were watching was the bringing mental health issues to light. Yes, yes, yes. <laughs> but there was, yes, that that was important and that was there. But the white bean salad of it all was tough for me. I was like, oh, this relationship was pulled limb from limb. There was so much kind of, sh- kind of shrouding around, like, you know, we don't get along always and every family has their things. And this, I, I'm like, oh, something so catastrophic happened. I don't know exactly... I wish we knew. It's like someone yelled something so unforgivable or I don't know. Didn't you, did you guys get that sense? It's like we watched them make a, a white bean salad and then Meredith was like, yeah. And then he drank a bottle of bleach. And I'm like, wait, this is so like dystopian. What's going on? And I believe it, it like she said, it stemmed from the passing of their father. And unfortunately, when, um, you know, parents, especially or grandparents die, it doesn't bring out the best in family. So it's like she had maybe like Lisa questioning where she was. And then also her sister was on the other side of the camera. Also, like, I don't know, stirring up some crazy, unforgivable family drama. But I'm glad that it's coming together. But they definitely give off like a Kathy, him, Kyle kind of vibe. Yes. Mm, Yes. I will also say, as far as Meredith is concerned, I don't trust anyone who just has a refrigerator full of drinks. There was like not a food item to be found. Did you see her open that fridge just... Well, Danielle, you know I have a lot of drinks. But you have food in your fridge, Casey. Okay. There was not one apple not one piece of cheese. Well, at least she called it out. She was like, I have no food. <laughs> Basically. I know, Which really kidding. made me laugh. I was like, oh, okay. <laughs> because I think she gets all her energy from Dr. Teal's and bubble baths. Like, I think that's how... <laughs> that's what's fueling her. And that's what's fueling her. That's <laughs> why she's so low energy. I yeah. want to talk about two moments. When we sang God Be With Us Till We Meet Again... I cried. I didn't know the tune. So. You didn't know that one? Well, of course you didn't. Yeah. <laughs> As a Jewish person, yeah. we don't get, <laughs> so we don't get to that one so much. Yeah, because we say, I sang that song growing up. But I, at the very end, I did like the harmonies. Kill me, you know, sue me. I love this whole choir thing that they're doing. It's just, <laughs> I don't get it. Oh, no one could get it. Yeah. I don't it's get no it at sense. all. And then it would be like, I feel like it's so digestible because Right now, it's like the holiday season. But when you think about it, this literally happened, what, like the middle of April? And they're like just singing away in a manger and all these things. <laughs> and I'm just like, this is really 
Guys, I can't with the choir. I just can't. I want them to. You've got to love it. They're singing, God be with us till we meet again. And then someone's like, do you like me? That's what I was just about to say. The juxtaposition killed me that like hymns are rising up and then falling down. Like the editing there was just perfect. The fact that they're using it as background music pretty much is like, it's sending me. And I love it. I think maybe they leaned into it because we as fans have been very vocal about how much we love, like, the church hip-hop instrumentals that play during the transition scenes. Those are terrifying. Every time, they're terrifying. It's like Children of the Corn. I don't know. Like, that is... And when they time it to go to a different, like, church steeple, (laughs) it's so chilling. I don't know. It kind of just makes me want to get a choir robe. And just start arguing with people. Yeah, no, I hear you. And look, guys, I know that I I don't know from a choir, so I'm sure that that is coloring my view. But I just want them to do a, like, can't we do a performance of, like, Annie or something? But they don't have the rights, Danielle. That's why they're doing Yankee Doodle Dandy. That's why they're doing these songs, too. I mean, I, I agree where Heather's, it's coming from. But part in the back of my mind, I'm like, is it because they need the rights to the songs and they don't want to pay for them? Um, what do we think of the barbecue? The men's, the men's barbecue. Loved it. That was so awkward. It's weird. <laughs> love, yeah, very. <laughs> How do you mean weird? <laughs> I think that they, he <laughs> said, I overuse that word, but it's like they, I think they saw Real Housewives in New Jersey. They saw Married to Medicine. Um, and then they, they're like, okay, well, we're going to have a scene with now just the husbands. And I feel like you could tell between Seth and John that it's like there's really no real beef here man but we have to film this scene so it was just like them talking about it as if like it bothered them more than it really like did or they don't really care about it but they have to speak about it for the scene um while this guy is preparing barbecue and then coach Shaw, I will say that this was I've always liked coach Shaw, but I need him in my life as like to make me whole again. I feel like <laughs> your wife is like facing years and yeah. like she's going to jail. And you are here talking about like genuinely some days I cry, some days I'm, you know, not here. Um, and then like there's this short king. I don't know who he's married to. I think he's married to like Donna or Dana. Yeah. And he's just thrown in the mix. There's just so many things happening at once. And I, I just, <laughs> it's just like, where do I look? What do I pay attention to? Do these men like or hate each other? Do I want more? Do I want less? What do you guys think? I, I thought it was insane when, you know, Coach Shaw is telling this, like, I think we can all agree he's going through the hardest time right now. I think that's pretty clear. And then Whitney's husband's like, yeah, man. I also am going through something pretty hard. <laughs> now, look, I know it's very terrible to not have a job, I, but it was just something about it came right on the heels. It's like, well, let's just digest what Coach is saying. Like, yeah, one like beat he, before. <laughs> but he's such a classic that he was like, yeah, we're all going through hard things. Um, he was like the Sutton of the moment. Like, Coach Shaw is genuinely, like, going through his my, his wife may go to prison. And he's like, yeah, I got fired for making, like, a naked video of my wife on national TV. You know. Coach Shaw's like, we've all got our crosses to bear. <laughs> it's like, it's not, not really. <laughs> Do you think Jen's going away and for how long? I hope not. I just don't want her to. I'm sorry. I know me and Aaron in that, right? Like, we, we 
do not dislike Shinshaw. Um, no, I mean, oh. no one's been easier or breezier since they've been sent or not sentenced, but since indicted, like no one's been full of more joy than Jen Shaw. And that's what's so crazy about it. Like her by the poolside, getting riled up on the phone with Meredith. And I'm just like, Jen. Yeah, because we've lost Mary Cosby. Yes. You know, Jen is much more chilled out, but still very, very entertaining. So it's like, what are we going to have? We don't have enough people in Salt Lake. And that, I think, is an issue. And I think the people we're trying to bring in, they don't got it. Angie and Angie, they're not for... Unless Whitney plays two characters. (laughs) Like twins? Yeah, like with a red wig and then, you know, her original self. And the the red wig one says healing instead of healing. (laughs) (laughs) They're different. Different in that way. I unfortunately think that Jen is going to have to do some time in. And I don't think that time is going to be like Teresa time. Yeah, I was going to say, I think it might be some real time. Teresa did a year. And I think the conspiracy of Jen's and the charges like go so much deeper than than Teresa's, what she's being charged with. Like, I think we're looking at some big time. And that's terrifying. I mean, I will say this. To just to see the the bright side of a, a dark situation. And, and again, Jen might have committed these crimes. And then if she did, then, you know, just because someone says they're guilty doesn't mean they are. Sometimes they do it all the time, as we've seen, just to kind of get a lighter sense and because it's really hard to go up against the government. I don't know if she's guilty or not. But I will say that if anybody can make it work, it's Jen Shaw. You know what I mean? Like, you remember how, like, we saw that picture of Teresa, like, amongst all the other ladies of the prison? You're like, she's, 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 they all (laughs) loved her. They're all having a good time. Like, I'm not saying it's easy. It is not. I'm just saying that if anybody can, like, make some friends and make a, a life for herself within those walls, I do think Jen Shaw will be okay. Oh, yeah, she will be okay. She might run a gang or something because do you not see her screaming on the sidewalk? With yes, I did. People, like, <laughs> I would pay money to find out what that argument was about. What was that about? Please, if anyone knows, like, I won't tell nobody. Like, you can DM me personally. <laughs> It'd be hard for me not to tell anybody with, you know, with the microphone in my face. But <laughs> I'll try my best not to, but... I mean, she's a, I mean, I really, she is TV. She is good TV and she's a good time. So again, I'm hoping for the best for her, but I do think no matter what she's up against, she's going to come out okay. Like that gives me at least a little bit of solace because I do feel for her and her family. I think it will put the nail in the coffin for Salt Lake. If she's If she really... It's not like LA or the DC area or Atlanta where we can extend our reach and find women. I think it's in a way almost too small of a town. We're going to have to like bring people from other, I don't know what we'll have to do. Yeah. Ship some people in from Sundance. (laughs) You guys, you're going to be there. You guys. Hey, I'm available. My rate is very cheap. Yeah. I just don't know who's going to wear a pantsuit like Jen Shaw. Like, that's what concerns me the most. Like, who's going to do that? That worries you, yeah. Yeah, I don't know. Anne Hathaway, maybe? (laughs) We're going to put Anne Hathaway, yeah. Good idea. Yeah, that's one thing about us. We'll cast a show, but you just don't have the budget for it. (laughs) They're going to have to up the budget. Big time. For Annie. How bare is Meredith's home? Uh, It's like, (laughs) this is a home that she rented five seconds ago. 
Lisa tried to tell y'all. I, Lisa tried to tell okay, y'all. Okay, okay, okay. fucking family that fucking poses. Well, yeah. She ain't kind of There's nothing. Th- there's just sodas. And hard corners. But remember when she's, you know, she's saying this about Seth and his jobs, but correct me if I'm wrong. I did feel like it, Seth, the whole issue with them was like Seth working so much, he travels so much. Are we now just sort of here? Right. Like he's around all the time. He's a cast member now. I like Seth. I don't, guys. I Why? Think, he's so guys, cute. No, I think they have a loveless marriage. Loveless. I think she is not attracted to him. I think she's done and she is keeping it going. That's why you don't like him? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I was saying, like, I thought you didn't, you didn't like his personality. Like, I, I, no, I, I don't like him. You don't like him through the prism of marriage. Yeah, exactly. Oh. He's, he's an appendage. I was actually going to join forces with you. I don't you. dislike him, but it's like, I don't know. He just kind of reminds me of the guy from Fear Factor. You mean Joe, Joe Rogan? Yeah. yeah. I feel like he's just going to ask you to do a challenge after like an hour. <laughs> he's like a boy, boy. I feel like, have you guys seen his, his Instagram, which is like very weird inspirational quotes. It's like joking. Uh, <laughs> I, no, I, I really love it. No. Yes. It's so weird. It looks, he, he puts a quote, I don't know, from like a 2017 Pinterest. And then he puts a picture of himself by it. And I don't know, I'm weirdly inspired by it. So that's why I like stuff. Well, Joe Giudici's, he's always doing, like, Joe, I follow him Joe's, and he's Joe's always, lots yeah. of quotes. And I got to tell you guys, I'm excited. How do you guys feel about Jersey coming? Because I am excited for Jersey. I feel like we're really, yeah. with this wedding and Joe and Melissa not going, things are going to come out of the woodwork and I am excited. Teresa and her daughters. Her daughters are going to be at the wedding. I did just see Seth's page. It's making me laugh so hard. So I didn't know it was a private account, but it's private for the 14,000 people that follow him. Yeah. Um, yeah. He, he follows us. So that's why I feel very um, like defensive of him. <laughs> but it's inspirational. His profile is, first of all, photo with him with no shirt on. Okay. Then it says, evolving towards higher imperfect self, one breath at a time. Agree. <laughs> wow, I guess we're, we all are that, right? Yeah, yeah, like, don't you feel that? I do. I mean, I gotta get a, I gotta get a follow going. All right, I'm gonna try to follow him. Yeah, I can ask him. Don't, got, don't worry. <laughs> no, yeah. Thank, can you, can you hook us up? Hook us up yeah. with Seth. Yeah, I will. Seth Marks. Sure. Guys, is there anything else you want to share? You know, it's a shame where we only have two cities going right now. You know, I'm ready for a third to get in the mix. Me too. Yeah, I'm excited for New Jersey, like you said. Um, I'm, in, I'm so glad that we're ramping things up in. Potomac and I love uh not I feel like these past, okay Potomac and Salt Lake we didn't hear many things that were happening during filming so I hope that they keep that in the same like vein of like we're kind of surprised as what to what the storylines are um we talked about the scene for next week right when Heather has a black eye no, we no. haven't talked about that. Guys, more like a Salt Lake, a Salt Lake City. <laughs> what happened? What? What do you mean? You didn't see this? We don't know. There's something about a door, but I assume she well, got hit in the face by a door. <laughs> she just no. opens the door and then they flash to that scene and everybody's like... Someone's frantically trying to get in. We don't know who it is. We see her cut and get out. And then next thing we know, so basically they're teasing who punched her. 
I oh I thought what I thought was that she got hit. Someone was trying to get in. She was trying to get out, and she got hit in the head with the door. <laughs> That's what but specifically in her one eye. I have a theory. Go ahead. I okay. think it was Jamie Lee Curtis. What? <laughs> <laughs> with the chicest fist you've ever seen. Yeah. Chicest. She hit her with a wind ch- a wind chime. <laughs> I think that people <laughs> like to start rumors. Um, so I've started a rumor that like Heather got a bluff treatment because like, I've been hearing about a lot of celebrities doing the bluff um, physical uh, alter with alteration. So I'm like, oh, she went and she got a bluff. Okay, but she only got a bluff on one eye. What's a bluff? It's like when they <laughs> listen. It's like when they they remove like sagging skin from your eye, oh. and then you look uh, messed up after it. Just because, like, so many people just start rumors and it becomes bigger and bigger, then you see it on, like, page six for some reason. And I'm like, what do I... (laughs) What I will say is, and I appreciate your theory of plastic surgery, but I'm like, they're Mm -hmm. in a house for the night. If it is that she got (laughs) hit, but maybe there's a surgeon there. But if she got hit by a door, I'm going to be disappointed. I hope not. They teased us with with a fist and an eye, and I better see it. And I, I don't want it to have been true, but it, what can we do? It's in the past. What about if Whitney literally just like straight up blacked out and decked her? That's what I think happened. I would like to imagine that, but I don't think so. It never, ha- it's never that good. That's but, what I'm saying. Know. If it's not that, don't bring it. Like they, they edited it to suggest that they got a lot of nerve. If it's not that. Yeah, and I think that even, I think when the, the trailer dropped, she's like, I don't even remember. And I'm like, well, if you don't remember, how are we going to know what happened? Because you better not pull, like, that Sprinter Van crap, crap where you we just don't find out what happened. Yeah, because I didn't like, it's like, okay, we're seeing this footage inside this room, but are you trying to tell me there's no footage on the other side of that door? Nope. <laughs> <laughs> okay, no, okay. <laughs> I guess that's no. That's a no. Wow, guys, thank you so much for being here. Uh, give up, give yourselves a plug one more time where everyone can find you. Okay, thank you for literally inviting us. Like, this is exactly. like it went by so fast. We are so appreciative for putting us on this platform, but also just being a genuine fan of the Instagram page because we just want to make you laugh and it seems like we have been. So thank you. And you just made us laugh so hard. Mm-hmm. You never giggled this much during. Uh, Okay, um, so you can find us at Bravo Wild Black. Our podcast name is Bravo We're Black. We um, upload twice a week now. So it used to be just Bravo, but now we're doing like everything. We're doing like Yellowstone. We're doing, um, we just talked about the Princess Diaries 3 is coming out. Rihanna's Fenty show is coming out. So it's twice a week. Bravo We're Black at Bravo Wild Black. We have a Patreon. So if you really want to uh, support us, please patreon.com slash Black. We have a $5 tier, so it's $20 tier. And the most exciting thing is that we have a holiday collab dropping with our friend Low and Light. And it's going to be some cute things for people who celebrate Christmas and don't celebrate Christmas. So just follow us, um, subscribe to us, and rate us five stars. And we really appreciate you guys. I love it. Well, thank you for being here. Course, and I'd like to publicly ask you guys if you can come on Bravo We're Black. Of course, course. I'd love to. Please, love to. And maybe we can secure a a Sundance invite with you or just tag along as your plus twos. Yeah, and if not, we for sure can get Seth to follow you guys. 
<laughs> I, I just, I reached out. We'll see. Fingers crossed. We'll see. Thanks. Putting a good word. Yeah. Thank you guys so much. And thank you to all our listeners. Thank you to Amelia and to Caitlin and to Earwolf. And of course, last but not least to you, Danielle. Thank me. 